Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's John message. John chapter 4, amen. I'm going to be, begin reading in verse 7. Praise God. And I'm going to try to get you out of here by 1 o'clock. Maybe. We'll see what God does. Praise the Lord. John chapter 4, beginning in verse 7. Amen. If you got that this morning, somebody say amen. amen. The Bible says that a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered, and he said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you Living water. Somebody say living water. And the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? And Jesus, he answered, and he said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never, somebody say never. never, you will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain, a fountain, amen, of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you because it's life-changing, it's revolutionary, God. It helps us, God, open up our blind eyes today and our deaf ears that we would hear what the Spirit is saying, that we would see, God, how you want to move and have relationship with us today in a special way, in a new way, in a fresh way. And, Father, we thank you and we give you praise, God. We give you glory, God, and we give you all the honor in Jesus' name. And God's people said? Amen. You know, as I was sharing with you about the, the work that I did before, I worked in, in, in the concrete industry for a couple of years before I became my wife's full-time uh, caregiver. Bro, can you do me a favor? Can you pull the reverb off this mic for me, please? And so um, I, I, working in the, in, the, in the concrete industry, driving the cement mixed truck, we'd go to different types of pours, like we would do commercial pours, we would do residential pours. Well, one particular day I was driving, I had a residential pour that some guy was putting in a new driveway in, his, in, his, in the front of his house. And so I, I had 10 yards of concrete in the back of this barrel. That means that whole barrel was full. And I pulled up, and he was obviously going to be pouring a new driveway in, his, in the front of his, of his house. But when I pulled up to his house, I jumped out of my truck looking for the owner of the house. And when I got out, I'm looking at the driveway, and the old concrete driveway that was there before was chipped out. It was gone. It was just dirt there in front of his house. But there was no forms. Forms are like the, you know, the two-by-fours that they put together that you pour the concrete into. It kind of shapes what you're trying to pour. There was no you know, reinforced barb, uh, that, that rebarb that they put underneath there to help the concrete to hold together. It, kind of re, it, re, it, just, it helps it so there's no cracking and stuff like that. You can put extra weight on it. None of that was down. All it was was just dirt in front of his house you know, from where the old driveway was. 
And so I pulled up and I jump on the train and I see this. And so the owner comes out of his house and I said, yeah, I got your car. He goes, oh, yeah, my concrete's are awesome. He goes, uh, give me a couple minutes so I can put the forms down and put the rebarb down. And I'm looking at him. I go, sir, um, you should have had this done a long time ago because, you know, that concrete in the back of my truck, it's got a window of time that I can have it back there. And then there's an accelerator that's going to cause it to get hard. And that's not going to get hard in the back of my truck. Uh, you know, I'm responsible because it's in my truck. I'm the captain of that ship, and I don't have time to wait for you to put this together. You should have had this done. This should have been done before. You should have had this done yesterday, so when I showed up, we could have just poured this concrete. And so I jumped in my truck, got on my, my radio, and I told them what happened. Fortunately, there was another job close by. They re rerouted me. I took that concrete, and I just drove away. And the guy was upset, but he wasn't prepared. Somebody say prepared. Somebody once told me that people don't plan to fail they just failed to plan. They just failed to plan. And, you know, if you need a title, amen, the title for my message today is Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. Dig your well before you're thirsty. This is actually a Chinese proverb, and, you know, it illustrates the importance of preparation to succeed and to survive in life. And the title illustrates a simple yet very important fact of life, that you can't wait until you're thirsty to begin to dig a well, amen. And if you do, amen, you're likely going to die of thirst before you get to the water that you need. Are you with me today? And so we must prepare ahead of time, amen, before the need actually arises. And I, as I think about this statement, it's parallel, amen, to the Christian life, amen, we're clearly, amen, that there are times, amen, of spiritual thirst in our life. And if we wait until, amen, such a time to begin to dig wells, it just might be too late. I said it just might be too late. So we need to begin to dig wells now. Somebody say now. Amen. Be prepared, amen, because as we go through life, things are going to happen. I don't know about you. I'm going through changes this morning. I'm, I'm right in the thick of a war, amen. I'm, 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 you know, I'm fighting to stay, amen, in this thing, amen, and because there's a lower nature inside of me sometimes, amen. I want, I want to manifest in that old way sometimes, and i got to keep that on check. I'm like a dog on a short leash. Come on, somebody. I'm just being real with you this morning, amen. If you came to Hillary, here, here, Billy Graham, you came to the wrong service, amen. And I want you to know, I want to ask you this morning, are you digging your well before you're thirsty? And maybe it would help us, amen, to remember, amen, that there is a need for wells in our life, spiritual wells, amen. Some people, you know, they come to church week after week and month after month and year after year only to become, amen, anesthetized so they can get numb, amen, get that Holy Ghost feeling, amen, and get out of here, amen, and you, you, you get relieved from the stress that you're going through in life, amen, and you come and get in the presence of God, but you don't take that home with you. You don't tap it. Only time you read your Bible is when you come to church. Only time you come to pray, only time you pray or get a hold of God, amen, with that, with that fervency, amen, is when you come to church. This is a lifestyle. This is not a religion. Amen. This is 24-7, amen, all year long, amen. If you're going to fight the good fight of faith, amen, we're, we're not weekend warriors. Come on, somebody. We are enlisted in the army of God. And we've got to dig roots, amen, and get, amen, in our foxholes and learn how to begin to dig wells, amen, if we're going to stay alive. Can somebody say Amen. And so you just can't come to church and get numbed out, amen, on the Holy Ghost and expect that to hold you over till next Sunday. You got to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. You got to learn how to tap into the wells, amen, that God has for you and I of living water. Amen, because I want you to know one day, somebody say one day. Amen. There's going to be a day of judgment. Amen. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 17, verse 30 through 31, it says, truly these times, amen, of, 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 of ignorance, amen, God, he overlooked, amen, but he now commands that all men everywhere to repent. 
Because he has appointed a day of which he will judge, amen, the world in righteousness, amen, by the man who he has ordained, and he has given assurance of this, amen, to all by raising him from the dead. One day, amen, the whole world, every person will stand before God in judgment. And they will have to give account, amen, for the life that God gave for them. And I want you to know this morning, amen, you know, I know, like I said, I started this thing off by saying I'm going to tick some people off this morning. And that's intentionally. I came that to do that this morning. Amen. Like I said, I, you, you want to hear a, amen, one of those feel-good sermons? Go home and watch Joel's theme. Amen. Amen. I came to tick somebody off. Amen. To offend somebody. Amen. To the point where they'll say, you know what? I need a change in my life. I need to stop living from church service to church service. And I need to learn how to start fighting the good fight of faith. I need to learn how to start digging some wells for my life. And so each one of us as individuals, we're going to stand before Christ. The Bible says in Romans chapter 14, verse 10, it says, But why do you judge your brother, or why do you have contempt for your brother? Amen. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess. Amen. So then each of us, amen, shall give account to himself to God. You can't say, well, I didn't know, I didn't hear. If that's the case, you better plug your ears or you better leave because you're going to hear it today. And you're going to have to give account to what you've heard today. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, for we must all, somebody say all. That means all of us. We're all going to appear before, amen, the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Amen. So we'll, we'll, one day, we'll, every one of us, we're going to stand before God. And if you haven't got the memo, amen, you're going to stand before, your mom's not going to be there, your dad's not going to be there, your pastor's not going to be there. You and I will stand before God butt naked and have to give account for the life that God gave for you. He's not going to ask you what church you went to. He's going to say, what, what fellowship were you a part of? He's not going to ask you whether you tithed or didn't tithe. He, he's not going to ask you if you were baptized, amen, or if you speak in tongues. No, he's going to ask you, what did you do with the life that I gave for you? I send my best, I bankrupt heaven and send my son Jesus, amen, to die on the cross for everything you've ever done wrong. And the wonderful thing about that, that Jesus didn't wait for you and I to get it right. He says that while we were yet sinners, he died for you and I. Amen. And so we, we, we are, you know, it's our place in life, amen, that we have to work out our own salvation, amen. We've got to take account, amen, for who we are and what we're doing, amen. And when you stand before God, it's going to be too late to start digging a well. Well, wait a minute, God, let me get a second chance. No, God says, I gave you all the chances you need. It's done. The book is closed. I don't see your name there. And so, obviously, you thought I was playing. But I want you to know, this, is, this, this life that we're living, I mean, here on earth, this is a bus stop. One day we'll stand before God, and we're going to have to give account. Can somebody say amen? And for some, amen, it's going to be a day of salvation, but for others, it's going to be a day of condemnation. Amen. Some will hear, amen, like the Bible says in Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. Then the king shall say to those, amen, on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you and from the foundations of the world. But for others, amen, you're going to hear, amen, these terrible words that are stated in Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Then he will also say to those on his left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And sometimes you tell people this and say, how can a loving God do that to me? God's not doing it to you. You're doing it to yourself. Because here you're giving the, op God's given us the opportunity, amen, to dig the well now. 
And so when you stand before God, amen, it's too late to, to take the shovel out and start digging a well then. I mean, know what I'm talking about. And so I want you to know, amen, at that point, it's going to be too late, amen, to begin digging, amen. And so if we are spiritually thirsty, amen, on that day, it's going to be too late. Another reason, amen, to be prepared, amen, and have your wells dug is there, amen, there's going to be times, amen, as children of God, as Christians, amen, life is filled with temptations. Can somebody say amen? You can act like there's no temptations, but trust me, especially in the world we live in today, what I see on regular TV, I'm not talking about cable TV, what I see on regular TV, come on, 10 years ago would have been soft porn. But today it's just the norm. Come on, marijuana being legalized, it's the norm. No, it's not. Maybe that's the norm for the world, but that's not the norm for God's people. We don't live by the standards of this world. Can somebody say amen? And so I want you to know as a Christian life, it's filled with temptations. I mean, the devil's out there, amen. He's pulled out all the stops. He's got our, chi- our children, amen, confused in gender confusion. Amen. He's got the things that are bad. He's calling them good, amen. He's, he's twisting things in people's minds around. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. To be sober, that, that doesn't just mean alcohol, amen, but to be in, not, not to be intoxicated, amen, with the things of this world. Don't be intoxicated with unforgiveness. Don't be intoxicated, amen, with jealousy. Don't be intoxicated with lust. Don't be intoxicated, amen, with the things of this world, amen. That's what he's talking about, about being sober-minded. Being sober, amen. And it's not just the devil. I mean, we blame the devil for everything. You run out of creamer, the lying devil. You get a run in your nylon, the lying devil. You ran out of gas, that lying devil. That devil had nothing to do with your gas. You didn't stop at the gas station when the, when the needle was reading an E. Pastor, all right, I remember one time Pastor Neville said this. He says, you know what, there's two kind of people that run out of gas. Dumb people and people that ain't got no money. Amen. So the next time you run out of gas, you put yourself in one of those categories. Amen. But instead we'll say, oh, the devil did it. And the devil's even getting ticked off saying, man, you guys are giving me way too much credit. I didn't do any of this. You guys, this is your decisions. And sometimes, amen, because we operate sometimes in, in, in the flesh. The Bible tells us in James chapter 1, verse 14, it says, but each one, each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires. Don't try to take this and, and twist it around, amen, for your benefit. It, it does, the Bible does not say, but each one is tempted, amen, when he is drawn away by desires. Though you have your own desires. Every one of us have a different appetite. Come on, not everybody likes liver and onions. I always preach that that's what they're going to serve in hell. Liver and onions and green peas. I can't stand those. That's just not in my taste palate, amen? But all of us, we all have a different appetite. We all have a different liking for things, amen? What may float your boat may not float my boat, amen? What turns your crank may do nothing for me, but you do have some desire, some appetites in your flesh. Are you you're hearing what I'm saying? And sometimes, amen, we let those, that, that, those desires, those appetites run loose, amen. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 7, verse 21, it says, For from within, out of the heart of man proceeds evil thoughts and adulterous and for fornications and murders, thieves, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and an evil eye, blaspheming, pride, foolishness. And all these things come from within, and they defile the man. That's what's inside of us without Jesus. I'm here today, just, I want to be real transparent with you, amen. Take off your spiritual fig leaf and take it for what it's worth, amen. There is nothing good inside of us. 
Paul even said it. The things that I want to do, I'm not doing. And the things that I shouldn't be doing are the very things that I'm doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Come on, you may think you look good, amen, because you're all dressed up and you took a shower. And now you wear underwear, amen. But I want you to know, amen, there's nothing good in you and me. There's nothing good in me. Only good thing inside of me is Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only good thing inside of me. And that's the only good thing inside of you. Look in the mirror of truth, amen, and be real. And say, God, help me in my flesh and my desires, God, because I don't want to stand before you, amen, and, 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 and be caught in a place where it's too late to start digging a well, amen, and understanding who I am. Temptations, amen, shouldn't be taken lightly. Can somebody say amen? We become hardened, amen, by the deceitfulness, amen, of our sins. It's just like, you know, when you, when you, like when you work with a certain type of tools or whatever, like you, if you always use a hammer or you always use a shovel, eventually your hands start developing calluses. So that it, it, it so it helps you to be able to, it, it toughens up the skin. Well, the same thing is true in our hearts. The same thing is true inside of our spirits that when we, 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 we ignore the, the sin that God's trying to deal with us, we become calloused. Come on, we become calloused. And eventually, eventually, when we don't, when we don't allow God to, amen, to, to cut away that foreskin of our hearts, amen, so that he can penetrate us with, with, with conviction because he loves us, the Bible says eventually he'll turn you over to a reprobate spirit. When you don't want to repent, he'll give us opportunity after, and his grace and his mercy endures. And I want you to know, but when we, we continue to harden ourselves and act like that, that, that sin in our life, amen, I want you, God wants you to drag that sin out of that dark place and bring it into the light, amen, and deal with it, amen, and dig the wells of living water so that God can refresh your soul, amen, and help you to live the life that he's called you and I to live. Can somebody say amen? The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, beginning in verse 12, it says, beware. I don't know about you, but whenever I've seen a beware sign, that's, that's a warning. You see a beware of dog? You're not going to go in the backyard. Beware, no trespassing. That owner has a gun. <laughs> Beware. Whenever there's a, that's a warning. And here in Hebrews, Paul's saying, Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. In verse 13, he says, But exhort another, one another daily, amen, while it is called today. This word exhort means to urge, to encourage to call on, to charge, to try to persuade, to press, to use pressure on, to lean on them, to egg them on, to goad them, to bid them, to appeal to them, to implore them, to beseech them, to advise them, to counsel them, to admonish them, to warn them. And so listen to me, Praise Chapel Las Vegas. I came by to exhort you this morning, to give you a warning that once you're thirsty, if you haven't dug a well, amen, chances are you're going to die in thirst. And I don't know about you, but I ain't going out like that. Amen. I'm going to tap into the living water. Can somebody say amen? And so here he says to exhort one another daily while it is called, while it is called today. He says, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And I want you to know that we might fall away, amen, from the, during, during times of temptation. Amen. If the soul of our heart is like described in Luke chapter 8. It talks about how, we, like I said, we allow our heart to become hardened. And you come, to word, you come to church and you hear the word and you receive it with gladness. But because there's hardness in your heart... It takes no root. And you just leave the same place, the same person that you were when you came in. There is no repentance. There's no turning from those things in our life. You know? And so we have to ask ourselves, amen, do we have wells, amen, to quench us from this spiritual thirst, amen, when we're being tempted? How, how about tribulations? Anybody going through some tribulations this morning? Come on, we're living in a world today going through tribulations, amen? 
All this social injustice, this pandemic, amen, uh, the, e the economics that we're dealing with now, amen, uh, all the stuff that we're, we're going through some tribulations. And I want you to know that the Christian life is not always easy. Christianity is not for sissies and wimps. Listen to me, men. It's time to take your pink panties off and put on some man pants and serve God. I, I, I just lost about half the congregation right now. Thank you, brother. There's an echo in this place. Somebody heard it. Amen. It's time to man up. Are you hearing me? And it's not just men, women. It's time to stop sniveling and acting like little girls. Come on. God's raising up a remnant of people, some warriors, amen, some fighters, amen. Some of you women, you wouldn't have took that smack in the world, and the devil's slapping you around and making you look silly. Amen. It's time to stand up and say, you know what, devil? As for me and my house... Come on, we're going to serve God, amen. My kids are, uh, they can act rebellious, but you know what? I'm going to shift, I'm going to put them into shape, amen. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to believe God for them, amen. Because we're going to go through tribulations. Christianity life is not always easy, amen. As Jesus warned us in John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, these things I have spoken to you that you may have peace because in the world you're going to have tribulations. He says, but be of good cheer. I have already overcome the world. You need to get your shovel and dig into that well right there and say, man, you know what? God, you overcame the world because you overcame it. I can overcome it because you made it. I can make it. Amen. Because you endured the cross for me. God, the least I can do hey God, is work out my salvation, God, and that I can just do whatever I can do to keep serving you, Lord. As Paul warned the disciples, amen, in Acts chapter 14, amen, he says, and when they had preached the gospel, amen, to that city, they had many, they had made many disciples, and then they returned to Lystra, amen, and that other city right there, and they went to Antioch, amen, and then strengthening the, the souls of the disciples, they exhorted them, there's that word again, exhorted them, they warned them, amen, amen, to continue in their faith, saying, we must through many tribulations enter into the kingdom of God. So you're going to go through stuff. If you thought Christianity, amen, was a walk in the park, if you thought Christianity, amen, was an easy street to heaven, if you thought Christianity, amen, was just, amen, fire insurance for not to go to hell, if you thought Christianity, amen, was just another religion, amen, that you can go through all these rituals and that's going to get you into heaven, the Bible says it's not by works of righteousness lest any man should boast. We're going to get to heaven. It's right there. Read it for yourself. Highlight it. Circle it. Do whatever you have to take. But it's through many tribulations or we're going to enter into the kingdom of God. We're going to go through some stuff. But I want you, I came by to tell you this morning, church, my worst day in Christianity was better than my best day in the world all day long. Because God's taught me, he's, he's taught me, he says, Vince, you got to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Yeah, it gets rough, and yeah, you get knocked down, but get up. It's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you keep getting up. Hey, man, he's faithful, can somebody say amen? And the trials of tribulations that we may face, amen, can, amen, you have to understand, amen, they're going to come in different types of ways. Some because, amen, they, they come because it's the fact of life. It's Christianity. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, it says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution because we want to do what's right. We want to live for the Lord, but it's contrary to what the world wants. And so you're going to go through persecutions. You're going to go through tribulations. You're going to go through trials. And others, because we live in, amen, in this fallen nature. You're not surrendering to God, and you're still living carnal-minded, according to the, this human nature, amen. And so we have to deal with sometimes, you know, in this nature, this human nature, yeah, well, you got to deal with sicknesses, and you got to deal with pain, and you got to deal with death in families, and you got to deal with the economics, and the recession, amen, the loss of a job, and we have to deal with, amen, this, this terrorism that's in our world today, and wars, and natural calamities. But I want you to know, amen, you got to just keep going forward. you got to keep tapping into those wells. 
And so we better have our wells dug in advance, amen, if we're going to survive these droughts in life. Can somebody say amen? And so, you know, in the face of these things, in the face of droughts, amen, we can, what, what can we do? And I want you to know this morning, church, we have to dig wells before we're thirsty. Digging your wells mean what? Preparing for that day of judgment? Don't wait till you get there. It's going to be too late. Come on, that's just like being in the fast lane on the, on the freeway, and you see the, e or, the needle on E already. It's too late to change lanes and get out of, off the freeway. You're going to run out of gas. And so you need to tap in now. Somebody say now. now. Right now. Not later, later, but right now, right now. Come on. While there's still day. That's why when the Bible talks about redeeming the time, this is not a rehearsal. You know, this is not a take two. I'll try this again. No, this is the real deal. We've got to tap in now. Don't try to survive on this week's, amen, feeling of, man, God moved in my life, and then try to hold that over till next week. No, every day we have to abide in God's word. We've got to tap into God's presence for our life. We've got to, amen, we have, we have to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes. I don't know about you, but when I was in the world, I used to fool myself. I, an alcoholic. And so when I would drink, I knew that in the morning I was going to wake up crudo. I was going to wake up hungover. So I would trick myself and put a beer all the way in the back of the refrigerator. I was prepared. But it's amazing in Christianity, we don't do nothing to prepare. We, we just kind of just cruise along, amen. And as life comes, hey, trials come, temptations come, persecutions come, amen. We go through, amen, things in our life. And then we want to try to deal with it. No, you better be prepared. You better be ready. When was the last time you checked your spare tire to see if there was air in it? And all of a sudden you get a flat tire. Now you're on the side of the road. You got a flat tire and your spare's flat. No preparation. No being ready. And is that how you're going to live your life in Christianity? I don't know about you, but when the devil comes in like a flood, I better know God's word that his word says that God will raise up a standard against him. Amen. That no weapon formed against me shall prosper. If I don't know that, amen, the devil's going to kick my butt. And if I'm offending you this morning, the devil's going to kick your butt. So we've got to tap in. Can somebody say tap in this morning? Amen. We have to realize what we're going to do, amen. We have to understand, amen, that this thing is real. We are engaged in a warfare, amen. And I like the title of this, Rooted, amen. If you're not rooted, come on, when the winds of adversity come against your life, the devil's going to just pull you right out of where you're at. Wherever you might be in your walk with life. And so we have to prepare for these different things. We've got to prepare that one day we're going to stand before God in judgment. Amen. That we can give an account, amen, for what God's done for us. We've got to be prepared for temptations. You know, God, he's given us everything that we need that when we go through life. The Bible tells us, amen, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God, God is faithful. He's prepared the well for you and I. When you're going through temptation, amen, we don't, we don't stumble into temptation. No, we dive into it. Because God's word tells us, amen, that he prepares a way out of those temptations. For everything that comes against you, he always makes an exit for you and I. I mean, that's a good God. That's an awesome God, that he would make a way for me. But sometimes we're too stupid, amen. We don't even look for the exit. We're like sheep, amen, dumb, just going to the slaughter. Oh, I couldn't help myself. No, you could. You didn't look for the exit. Come on, somebody say Amen. And so I know I'm hitting a nerve because you guys are getting quiet now, amen. I struck a nerve, amen. Exactly what I was attending for, amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, it says that when, what, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 
Amen. He who did not spare his own son, he delivered him up, amen, for all, amen. Who shall he not, amen, with also, amen, freely, amen, give us to give, give to all. You know, God, he's given us everything we need. He's given us the wells, amen. He's given us all that we need to go through what we go through in life. And I want you to know, amen, are you digging a well this morning, amen, by tapping in and being steadfast in prayer, being steadfast and in getting into your word, amen. It's not something we do. It's not some religious rituals that we do because we're supposed to do it. I don't know about you, but I read God's word because there's nothing in this world that gives me direction that's going to help me to succeed and fulfill what God's done in my life. I'm not going to find it on the book of the month for Oprah Winfrey. I'm not going to find it watching, amen, Phil Donahue. I'm not going to find it watching Dr. Phil. I mean, his advice, I mean, he may have some good sound advice at times, but it's only in God's word that I'm going to be able to please God and live the life that God wants for my life. And do I mess up sometimes? Yes, I mess up sometimes. But I thank God that his grace is sufficient, that I can run back to him. I can tap back into that living water, that he can help me, amen, so that I can continue in the walk that God's given me to give to walk. And so as we're preparing, amen, as we're digging the wells, are you preparing for the tribulations that you're going to go through in life? Because I don't know whether the mail's going to come, but tribulations are going to come. Can somebody say amen? And it's what we do, amen. It's in the wells that we've prepared ourselves with. Amen. It's going to give you the hope and the peace and the strength, amen, to help you, amen. And so today as I close, amen, if you paid close attention, you have noticed, amen, that the wells that, that have already been dug for you and I, the wells of salvation that God has already provided, amen, you can look for yourself in Isaiah chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Read it for yourself, amen. God offers, amen. He offers all that we need in our salvation. In John chapter 4, verse 13 and 14, Jesus answered and he said to her, he who, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. He was talking about the water of Jacob. He says, but whoever drinks of the, of the water that I give will never thirst again. But the water, amen, that I will give, amen, will become a fountain of water springing up inside you to eternal life. I thank God that he's given me that well and that I can tap into that well for eternal life. In Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 20, Revelation chapter 22, verses 16 and 17, the Bible says, And I, Jesus, have sent my angels to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star, and the spirit and the bride says, Come, and let him who hears says, Come. And let him who is thirsty come. And whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. So God's given us the wells. Hummies tapped into those wells this morning, amen. God offers those wells that, that are necessary to quench, amen, our thirst in the times of spiritual drought. But we need, amen, some of us, we need to redig some of those wells. You've let the, 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 the life that you've led fill up those wells. Dam up those wells where you're no longer drawing living water from it anymore. And today... I came by to exhort you, praise Chapel Las Vegas, because I love you. As your big brother in the Lord, came by because I drove 300 miles to get here to exhort you, to warn you, to tell you. I mean, the devil's trying to clog up those wells in your life of living water. But God came by this morning, amen, with a spiritual shovel. He says, I want you to tap in because I've got work for Praise Chapel Las Vegas to do. Amen. I want to root you, amen, in the things of God. I want to help you, amen, to fulfill and finish the race that you're running. Amen. And I want you to know the only way we're going to do this is we got to get real about our salvation. It's no longer passive Christianity. We're in a war. I don't know if you realize this or not. We're in a war. And the devil's dropping bombs. And he's taking people out. And he's playing for keeps. And he knows his time is short. And so it's time to wake up. 
It's time to get the shovel out in prayer and start digging the wells of prayer. Start digging the wells of reading your word. Start digging the wells of fellowship and being in the church. There's too many people that have gotten comfortable, amen, in social media where now I'll just stay home and watch church here. I don't want to get involved with other people. But they'll go to Walmart. They'll go to the swap meet. They'll go to the movies, but they can't come to church. They are not tapping into the wells. I understand if you've got a low immunity and you're sick and you're old or whatever it might be. I understand there's a place, and thank God for that platform. But I want you to know when you can come to church and you don't because you're, 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 you're lazy. You're comfortable. And your well is going to dry up. And you're going to find yourself in a spiritual drought. And it might sound like I'm mad because I'm tired of seeing the devil rip off my family, my children, maybe God's people, amen, it's in me. So get the shovel out and stop being lazy and start digging the wells. And don't depend on Pastor Art to read the Bible for you. Read it for yourself. How long does he got to spoon feed you? How long does he got to change your dirty diapers? How long does he got to put you over his shoulder and burp you? Come on, some of you, you've been in Christianity so long, you're a bunch of retarded Christians, amen, because you can't stand up for yourself. Oh, let me really back in. Let me really back in. Let me really back in. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. The Bible says you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I thank God somebody was man enough, amen, that had the cojones to tell me, Vince, you're acting like an idiot. You need to get your head out. You need to start serving God and quit and act like a fool. I thought, man, that hurt, but I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that, and I tell you today, church, in love. Some of you are thinking, man, that didn't sound like love. Okay, tough love. Came to exhort you because I love you and I want to see you make it to the end. And I, I, that I mean sincerely. I mean sincerely. My life has been a series of different kinds of testimonies to God's restoring power, God's healing power, God's deliverance power. I know what it's like to be thirsty. I know what it's like to have lost him in my joy. I know what it's like to have lost the peace of mind where I couldn't make sense anymore of my salvation. But I thank God that I had good brothers like Pastor Art that kept encouraging me. He said, Vince, tap back into that well. There's still that fountain inside of you. You can still rise up and be the man that God's called you to be. I thank God for a relationship like that. He exhorted me. And so that's what I came by to do this morning, Praise Chapel, to exhort you, to love you, to warn you that God wants to finish the good work you began in your life. And I want every head bowed.